great song that really fits like with our whole theme of thanksgiving and being thankful and grateful for everything we've been given and most importantly for our listeners we're so grateful for you guys and thank you for tuning in and supporting us and we're really really grateful for the opportunity of this podcast and for everyone that's listening so a big big thank you a big shout out to all of our viewers and listeners thank you guys we love you Totally. And, you know, I mean, Diana Ross, that is her new song. And, I mean, I totally feel like that fits the theme of this this week. And so, that being said, let's listen to our interview um, with Cece Thomas Jr., which is Diana Ross's musical director and lead guitarist, I think bass guitar, and has been with her for like 20-something years. Wow. Amazing. He's got great stories about traveling with her and his organization, um, which I believe is Music for Young Minds. Yeah, and it's so, a great organization. So this week, everybody, we're going to keep it really simple. We want you all to reach into your pockets and donate some money to this man's organization. So here we go with our interview with Cece Thomas, Jr. All right, everybody, we are here in Las Vegas, and as you can hear, there's action going around right now. It's a very exciting city, and we are here to see uh, the legendary Diana Ross tonight, and we are being joined today by C.C. Thomas Jr., and in the industry, everybody calls him C.C., but he is a bass guitarist, and he actually is the director for Diana Ross's tour, and world tour, actually, so... We're so thankful to be here with you. So happy to be here with you. Listen, we have a couple of questions, and I know the Fashion Rocks people out there are so excited that we're sitting down with you, literally sitting down with you on this little banquet in the theater. Like, Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into doing music at such a young age? I know that was the passion behind you. And um, just tell, tell the viewers you know, how it was with your family and the support from them during that time. Wow, okay. Um... My first introduction to music was from a very good friend of mine that I, that I grew up with. He got a guitar. Mm. And uh, that was the first time that I was near a musical instrument and actually held one. And we, we played with the guitar and, you know, fiddled around with it. And then eventually I went home. He learned how to play. This was, we were about 12 years old, maybe mm. somewhere in that neighborhood. And I left. He went on to learn to play. The next time I saw him, we moved away from each other. The next time I saw him, he was great. He had already playing. gone on to do amazing playing, things. Yes, he was playing music. He was really good. And I was. And so, you're like, I want some of that. I, I want to like, do that. I want to learn yeah. how to do that. So I went. Eventually, I got a guitar um, and started. I taught myself, basically. Um, and my family, there weren't really a lot of musicians in my immediate family. Uh, some of my cousins, you know, sang in church and things like that. But I wasn't really immediately around music, but I just had a natural ear for it. And I taught myself. And uh, um, it wasn't something that, you know, anyone pushed me to do. It was just internally, I just loved doing it. I never thought it was going to be a career. I didn't even think of it that way. Mm -hmm. I just loved doing it. And then eventually 
I found myself being a professional musician much later. And you grew up in Detroit, right? Yes. Grew up in so Detroit. many great people came from Detroit. I think Diane actually came from Detroit yeah. too, which is a great pairing. But um, and then you actually moved to Nashville to go to college, correct? Yes. yes. So uh, around the age of seventeen is when I started playing, like for real. Bought the um, real instrument. Bought the real instrument and started. And with, I played it so much that within that year or year and a half, by the time I got to college, I could play pretty well. And so what happened was I was kind of known in the dorms. Mm -hmm. I had my amplifier and I would leave my door open. All the guys would come knocking. Hey, play this for my girl. Yeah, I, I need this. Yeah. Yes. And so eventually uh, the word got out a little bit that I was playing and I was there and some guys came. Um, to kind of check me out to join their band. Mm -hmm. And that band was called Autumn. Mm. And that was the first professional situation that I was ever involved with, like playing, uh, you know, in the studio. We, did a, we recorded an album and we did all of these things. And this is where, that's where I met Skip Scarborough. Okay, well, that gave you just a little taste of it. And then you're like, now I'm dealing with Skip. And he, he basically took you under his wing for a while and taught you the ins and the outs of the like cultivating your writing and helping producing and yeah. he, I mean if, if anybody doesn't know who that artist is I mean he's done Earth, Wind and Fire I mean who else I mean he's done it all everything Anita Baker and, I mean, I mean Anita I can't and, even you know he's and just so you're, you're aware he's he's deceased uh, now so at the time you know um, he was just in his heyday right you know? no best time to be with somebody yeah, he was just amazing and he taught me so much but even beyond music taught me some things and I spent approximately three months uh, with him um, because he was, you know, just producing a record. Mm -hmm. And so during that time is when I was influenced by him quite a bit. And then you left Nashville and went to where? Ohio? Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati. WKRP in Cincinnati, everybody. <laughs> Lonnie Anderson. Right. Love her. I'd <laughs> right. like to have her on the show. Just saying. <laughs> That's right. So how was that? Yeah. What you were like really getting into buying your equipment and other things yeah. there? So um, Cincinnati exposed me to a whole different uh, segment of the business, the funk segment. I mean, Midnight Star, uh, Bootsy, oh. Collars, um, Ohio Players, um, Roger Troutman and Zap. These were just phenomenal funk and R&B musicians and all the guys that played with them and sang with them. I just got in that circuit and just picked up a lot of that and that became part of, you know, part of my playing. Now, do you feel like a lot of your gospel roots or things that happened as a child, did your mom take you to church or different things did, like that? I did go to church. I mean, I think that each stage of where what city you were in, you picked up a little R&B from here and a little, you yeah. know, country from here and yeah. a little bit of funk from Cincinnati yeah. and different areas. I mean, it's so nice to blend all that together yes. and it's... I think it's interesting as a working performer that gets booked when he's on off, not working with Diana, you know, somebody else going to call and That's say, right. I need a, a stand in because we're doing Vegas and he's here and it works out, which I think that's great. It just keeps it keeps it fresh. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think we all can get a little stagnant sometimes. So just the ability to have that phone call and say, fill in. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we're cool. We'll call you next time. Exactly. I love that. And then recently, <clears throat> I guess Diana was doing a world tour and she was in Glass. Yeah, we did, a, we did a European tour. We did the UK uh -huh. and over there. And um, and they love her over there. I mean, they love her in the States, but I mean, it's really big. Over it's there. major over there. Yeah, it's really big over there. They really love her. 
and we just had a blast. And then the Glastonbury Festival, I think, is one of the ending for y'all while you were over there. Yeah. Was that in the middle or? It was towards the end okay. of the tour. And, uh, and then I heard y'all broke a world record, which is phenomenal. I don't even think you knew that you did it the night that you were doing it, but it was for like the most TV viewership for that yeah, was, in the UK, which is amazing. And the, the funny part is the night before, I think Paul McCartney had won that same award but then y'all stole it from him. Oh, well, yeah. You know. I, I don't want to, I hate to say that we did it. He's but got so many great hits. He's not going to cry sure, over this one. Yeah. But I think he's going to be okay. He'll be all right. We're not going to worry about him. So listen, we're excited that you are doing your children's foundation. It's Music mm -hmm. for Young Minds, which yes. I believe that everyone should do some form of charity, whatever that is in their own community. It makes you feel good. And just tell me about how you got that started. Okay, so the way that started, uh, my wife and I um, have a music school that we, we opened. So and what's the name of it? The Rafia Music Studio Music School, which her name is Rafia, okay. by the way. So it's the Rafia Music Studio Music School. And so it is a for-profit business. Um, so what happened is when the kids were starting to come in, we started, we started to get customers. And some of the kids were coming in and they couldn't afford it. And I was just, I was just like observing all of this and I'm seeing the kids who can and the kids who can't and the kids who have and the kids who have not. And we've all been where we've had less and it's like, well, I want to do that. And it's like, well, you don't ever want anybody to say, sorry, it's not going to work out for you today. You got to go home, let these other kids in. So yes. you. So what happened was that started to bother me. So I took it upon myself at that point. I said, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to do this. I'm going to raise the money for these kids myself because the teachers have to get paid to right. teach them. Absolutely. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go out and do, you know, create events and do things to raise money and then give it to those kids and then that money will pay the teachers. Which I understand is some of the golf tournaments, which I'm like, he'll never ask me to do golf because I can't, I can't even do mini golf, let oh. alone golf golf. One lesson with me, you'll be playing. Well, I'm going to, everybody, you heard it here first. He's going <laughs> to put me on the golf course. But I want to do like Pebble Beach somewhere real cute like oh, that. Okay, you want to go yeah, we're gonna to, go okay. highbrow. Oh, if we're gonna, doing it, yeah, yeah, you want yeah. to go straight to the top. Yes. Okay. But um, and then you also do your jam sessions, which I I think is really cool because you get so many like new artists and people that are in town that just want to have a night. And if no one's ever gone to this, you've got to come and see him do these jam sessions. I mean, it, the energy level is like off the chain. Everybody there is just kind of out doing everybody or joining in on something and you really start creating some interesting music and it's you can so take fun. away and like incorporate that into your own thing, you know, or it's so fun. Yeah. Um, the, I don't, I don't, I'm kind of confused sometimes as to how people are finding about it. No, I love it. I mean, but it's an underground night, thing. It's every just, night everybody wants from it. Somewhere around the country, you know, somewhere, another country, someone is there. I mean, Brazil, Japan, all, just from all over to come there. And so it's just a good time. And, you know, it's not a, uh, it's a it's a call to pro jam session, but it really is just a jam session. You don't have to be a pro. No, but that's the know. exciting part where you never know who's going to show up. Right? right. I mean, a lot of your friends or they Sometimes entrust in you and yeah. they're like, I'm coming. And yeah. they don't even tell you. And they show up and you're like, hey, man, oh, my yeah. God, I love that. Yeah. So, listen, before we wrap up, and I know y'all have got to get backstage and get her. She's probably got to get her wig on and looking cute <laughs> and all that stuff, whatever. But, um. Do you have any advice for any young children that are really struggling or their parents are like, I've got a kid, then I know he has a burning desire for something, but we just, 
don't know how to navigate that. And, and we, you always think you want your child to make money. And my mother always said, Greg, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a, we, a lawyer. We, none of this hairdressing business and none of this styling clothes for pretty girls. None of that. So I was like, I gave my mother an opportunity to say I went to college and then I chose to do my own path, you know, but I feel like as an adult, I, I want to honor my family and their requests, but then make my own decisions. So how how do you instill that in a parent first? And then secondly, the child that wants to do this. Uh, I'm glad that you said because I was thinking the parent first, as you just right. said, the, as a parent. Um, the first thing you have to do is you have to support, you have to observe your child and you have to see where their passion is. And from there, you support them. Uh, my mom did that. So when I, when I told her I was interested in the guitar, at first she was like, where is this coming from? You know, where, right. uh, guitar. Nobody you say, mom, it's, in the, it's yeah. in the garage right now. Yeah, I had it. You yeah. just didn't see it. And I actually, it did wind up in the garage for a period, but that's another story. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, but ultimately she supported me. She helped me. When I got the first one, it was very cheap just to test the waters. Right. And then when I started saving my own money to get the real thing, she stepped in and she helped. Mm. And so, um, so that support is important. That's what the parent's responsibility is. As the, as the artist or the aspiring uh, musician, if you love it, and it's not just music, do what you love first. Oh, I always said, do what you love, you'll make do money later. Love, yeah. Do not think about the money. The, mon- the money is the blessing that you get yes. by doing what mm-hmm. you love. You're fulfilling your divine destiny. And everything else comes from that. The relationships, the opportunities, the money, whatever you need to survive. But know that it's a, it's a hard work. And with that journey, you didn't just wake up and become CC. I mean, it's no. something that took multiple cities and multiple connections to lead you there. But you were driven by your passion and the people that actually believed in you along yes. the way, which is amazing. And you'll have people that aren't going to, it's not my thing, They're you know, like CC, whatever. But, you know, there'll Wait. be others. There's always people that hate and people that love. And I always like to surround myself with the lovely people and and so I think that's what we're going to see tonight out of that's Diana. It. You know, I'm so glad you guys are here. Now we're so happy and so happy that you're involved with the Big Beat FM. And, the Big and Beat we, FM is amazing. Oh, they do such good stuff. Yes. And I'm so happy to be a part of it with the Fashion Rock. So I think we're we're good for tonight. I'm ready for some Diana. All right. All right. Thank Enjoy you. We'll thank time. you. Greg, that was an incredible interview. How did you score that? You know what? I was in Vegas. You know I love Vegas. You and, do love Vegas. Um, he was so kind. He's a friend of a friend. And so he gave us the full backstage tour and VIP treatment and taught us all about his organization. Yeah, Music for Young Minds. It's an incredible organization, guys. And it's something that we really need to be thinking more deeply about as our society changes and education changes. Something that never changes is music. And our love and passion for music is one of the reasons that we have our podcast here. So let's get more instruments and music into the hands of young people, guys. So reach into your pockets, whether it's $5, $10, $2, whatever you guys can give. We would really appreciate your support of Music for Young Minds and, and allowing more kids to have the opportunity to learn about music and to dig into their passions. So Absolutely. thank you, Music for Young Minds. Absolutely. Well, listen, Taylor, I said it was going to be a simple week, and I think that's all we need. There's nothing simple about you, Greg. <laughs> Nothing. No. Except maybe your mind. I do. <laughs> maybe we should start mind. an organization called uh, Music for Simple Minds, and it can be just for you. 
maybe next year. Anyways, so let's wrap up on one of my favorite songs that was also a Diana Ross song, and it is My House and John Mayer's doing it on Andy Cohen Live. So we will see you next week, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, 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 gobble. It's my house and I live here. There's a welcome mat at the door. And if you come on in, you're gonna get much more. There's a chair.